0: Hi guys Hi Welcome to Dead Academy
1: Podcast That's Fallon And that right there is Michelle Hi. Hi Hi Thanks for listening today I want to kick things off Mercury is no longer in retrograde Right if you've had a rough past couple, I don't know, we'll just say month or so, you need to sell it. Have there any? has, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, start so over.
0: <laughs> has anyone out there been suffering anxiety? Depression. Anger issues. Frustrations. Sleep deprivation. Hard time communicating. People pissing you off. Anger. Well, my friends, you have been a victim
1: of mercury in retrograde. That's right. And so have we. That's why... We are doing the podcast today to celebrate Mercury in Retro Shade, which is apparently a little bit worse than Retrograde, but I don't know. We had a fun weekend. I have a pounding headache from getting wine drunk yesterday during the day at the pool. So, we bear with us. Yesterday was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. A bunch of grown-ass adults at the pool <laughs> drunk, drunk <shit>. children, <laughs> bottles of wine, bottles of moonshine, tons of junk food. Oh yeah. And we almost got kicked out of the pool.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we totally almost did. Yeah, so I'm babying my Capri sun. Right I'm now. drinking coffee.
0: Mm. But uh it was a good time. Much needed. Oh, for I, sure. It was a great de-stressor. Absolutely. We had a lot of fun. And you know, it you, you forgot about the shittiness that was
1: happening. I really have had just a stressful past few so, weeks. And then I'm going to just kick right off to this. Well, hold on. I need to apologize. We were going to do the story today of Robert Dale Henderson, but we are not doing that story today because I still have a few things left to do on it, and that will be coming up soon. We don't know when, but it will be soon. I, I totally promise. Just not okay. right now. That's not what
0: I was going to kick off on. But oh, I know. I just wanted to say that My tangent first. had a smooth transition, Oh, okay. and then you just put that in here and fucked it up. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I, I don't... I know. <laughs> what? So, my... I have to just say this, because I had such a great day, great night last night, tons of fun. I wake up this morning, and I just get on the news. Yeah. And there was another mass shooting about yeah. an hour away from us. Not even an hour. So, I, I see this, and it, it pisses me off. It just really does. It's
1: It's disgusting. There was and a mass shooting... Actually, this early this morning, It's today is Sunday, we are recording two days late. It mm-hmm. happened early Sunday morning at like 1 a.m. in Dayton, Ohio, at a place called the Oregon District, which is just like a strip of bars, and it's like, I've been there a couple times with my old friend Sonia, it is a fun place to go, but uh, nine people are dead and I think 26 are injured. Mm-hmm.
0: The shooter's dead. Yeah. Which is great. Good. But it's like, if you're looking to die, you don't have to take all these people out with you.
1: Just what a piece it, of shit yeah just if you're looking to kill mass people just don't stew just do it yourself and write well a here's letter. a
0: gross stat for you
1: oh, and this disgusting. just really
0: like really nails it home of what so the shooting in Dayton 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 Dayton, Dayton 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 the shooting in Dayton tonight it was it marked the 251st mass shooting in the United States this year 2019. As of yesterday, we was only on day two hundred and sixteen of the year. So that it's too many. It's more than one a day. Like what the fuck is going on? People ask what, what's going on, and I ask
1: what's going on. But uh, you know, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't. There was a shooting day before yesterday. Or I think or yesterday. Well, less than twenty four hours before this one in, in El Paso, Texas, Texas at, at a Walmart. Someone went in and just opened fire. You can't go anywhere now. Well, it's, it's terrifying. I remember when Sandy Hook happened, and I didn't have kids yet. I think I was pregnant, but I didn't actually have kids yet, and I didn't have TV, so I just had to hear about it on Facebook, and that was probably the saddest thing I've ever heard. And most terrifying, well now that they was make bulletproof backpacks, which I I saw that and it blew my fucking mind. Like I get it, and I think it's a really good thing to have. It's sad that someone has th- to create the fact this. that we have to make bulletproof backpacks for our children is insane. They're hundred and nineteen dollars, which is worth it. But then again, if you figure, what if something does happen in, an- in another school? A lot of kids keep their book bags in their locker, mm-hmm. and they're not allowed to carry them around because they could be holding weapons. I just hate it, and it. I'm
0: not trying to get all political on everyone right now, but
1: you know something needs to change. In when our your leaders
0: make it okay to say and do whatever the fuck they want to do, then people, their followers, think it's
1: okay to say and do whatever the fuck they want to do. A lot of them, yeah. There are some yeah. some supporters that I know of that aren't bad people.
0: Me too, but this really fuels the crazies out there.
1: Oh, it's it's heartbreaking. And it's terrifying. That it's fucking
0: terrifying. That's my opinion. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there that totally disagree with what I'm saying, and that's Look, fine. You're America to your right opinion. now
1: has a problem with shooters. It's and of every country in the world, we are the highest rated one for mass shootings, and there that needs to change. I don't know well, how. And it's all, it's all this fucking social status, racism, it's like just get along. I think it's a mental health thing. I think people. Well, have, there's a lot of
0: racist fucking people well, no, out no, no, no. there.
1: Right, right. But that can also be part of a mental health thing. Sure. You know, but Could I also be. feel that if you had like right now, I know from experience, like when I tried to seek like emotional therapy and stuff after mom died, <clears> I couldn't <throat> find therapists anywhere. I either couldn't afford it, they weren't calling me back, they weren't taking appointments. It was a fucking hell just to get some mental health help. And I think that mental health in our country needs to be easier to get. It needs to be a better... It just it just needs to keep evolving into a, into a better solution for people. And affordable. I mean, no yeah. one should have to go through their lives with any kind of mental health issue and not be able to afford... Or a health issue in general, like that. There's just so many things in our country that need to change. People need to be able to afford their health care. They need to be able to afford mental health care. I, I, I'm just today's not going to be an episode that's going to end on a positive. Although I do have a, a pretty cute joke. Well, at least there's a, a shiny moment there's that. today because I'm yeah. just
0: not in the, I'm not in a shitty mood. But it's just I. You just get tired of reading the same headline it's over and over again, and it. I, I just don't... I have a lot of opinions about it that I will not voice on this podcast. Yeah, we
1: we gotta be careful what we say.
0: So... But I have a lot of strong opinions. And... It... I just... I, I just have to leave it at that.
1: I'll leave Because I'll go
0: on a rant right I'll now leave, and right. I,
1: can't, I can't... I'll leave with this. If you or someone you know is suffering from depression or any kind of mental health issue... Try to get them help. Get yourself help. There's nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be embarrassed by. I was very embarrassed when I started going to a place that offered me counseling. Because it is—it's for me, it was embarrassing. But I got over that and was like, well, this is what I need to be able to function, so I'm going to do it. But help each other out. Be kind to one another. You never know who's going through some shit. You know? Oh, my God. My head's... Uh, yeah, and, I mean,
0: everyone on the surface... I can I do it pretty well. I could put a smile on my face and yeah, show you everything's okay. Deep downside, it's not. Yeah. Everyone's
1: going through some shit and you need a, a, a little yeah. smile as it, passing by someone goes a long way. I read that somewhere and I didn't think it was going to be a big deal but like I've noticed if I smile at someone and they smile back, it's like it's peaceful.
0: I'm also not condoning you to be going around just chatting up with strangers because I'm still a paranoid fucking asshole. I said smile, not suck their dick. So, <laughs> so there's still killers out there. And I am very cautious yeah. of that. Like, I might smile or say good morning or thank you, but that's it. If you ask me my name, I'm giving you a fake name. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Like, no, you can't. I don't trust people.
1: I don't either. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> or maybe I trust them too much and I let people get way too involved Look, in my life.
0: I will say this you are very naive. You were very naive that your Facebook friends with someone after just meeting Matt Kroger, next thing you know, they're at the Halloween party or they're coming. Your insurance agent They tried to sell you in, they're not even your insurance agent. They tried to sell you insurance, which you declined. But next thing you know, they're at our party, and they
1: had a great time. They I did have a great them time. Since. Yeah. And you know,
0: we got lucky with that. They were really nice ladies. Yeah. Um, but that's how you were. Right. Now you're not.
1: I'm not but like that. You've you've changed. And there now was it's a server. Th- I won't say the name or where we were at because I don't know if she listens. But we went out to eat with the family one night, and we had the server for the second time, and. The server just fell in love with my charm, I guess, and she asked me for my cell phone number, and I was like, oh, uh, okay. So I gave it to her, and she's like, well, maybe we, we can hang out sometime. So I was nice, and I was like, yeah, sure, you know, just we're really busy, but whatever, and I gave her my cell number with absolutely no intention of ever hanging out with this person because I'm, I, my anxieties are just through the roof. And thank you for being sweet, and you're a wonderful server, and you're beautiful, and you're kind. But I don't want to hang out with you. Nothing personal. I don't... Well, she sent me a message. Um, Let me write down the place for you so you know that we were there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. uh, she sent me a message and was like, hey, Fallon, um, just thinking about you and, and the family. I'd love to get together sometime this week if you're free. And it's like, fuck. You know, for one, I'm super busy. Two, when I'm not super busy, I'm being super fucking lazy. And I just, I don't want to hang out all the time. Yeah. And I don't I don't really have time for newfound friendships. I just don't, I'm sorry. But I had to tell her, I was like, and this isn't the this isn't lying. I just felt bad for telling her. I was just like, hey, I'm I'm you're great. <laughs> but like we are really busy and I just don't have time. But like I'll see you the next time we come in yeah. to eat. And she was pretty upset she's like, That's fine, whatever. But it's Well, here's the weird thing.
0: When you're a child, you go to other children. I'm like, hey, my name's Michelle. What's your name? I'm like, oh, well, I'm found. Like, I like your shoes. We should be friends. Best friends. And then you're best friends. And then you're having sleepovers. And it's like, you just, you're even, you go somewhere with your mom. You're like, oh, my God. I, I like how that kid looks. I'm going to go talk to him. We're best friends now.
1: Yeah.
0: As an adult, how do you go up to a stranger? Then listen, how do you, how do you I, go I up to where a you're going. I know you're like, where you're going. I know where you're going. Oh, my God. I love your tattoos. Like, You look like a cool person. I want to hang out with you. I want... Like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I want to hang out with that person, but I would never go up to them and be like, you don't know me and I don't know you, but can we be be friends? friends." That's creepy as
1: fuck. I think it's creepy, and I think it puts the other person, like me, in a very uncomfortable situation where... And I'm currently dealing with this, too, where I want to be nice to you, and I want you to be happy, and I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I also just don't want to hang out with you. It's nothing personal. I just we don't, don't mesh. We don't really mesh. And even, you're a great person, a great friend, whatever. But, like, I just don't want to hang out. And I can't tell people that because I don't want to hurt their fucking feelings. So, instead, I suffer in in the dark the, <laughs> And, this. in turn, I suffer because... Now we're in these situations with these people that we don't really want to be around. Well, I
0: have to hear about Fallon's suffering. Because
1: the person that needs to hear it can't hear it. I can't tell, like, what, I'm right that there lady. with you. I can't say, I have no interest in being your Look, friend. I'm right there with it's you. It's nothing personal, but then again, you don't want to hurt their feelings. People
0: might say that I do mean things and I say mean things. I'm just kind of a bitch. I get that a lot in my life. Fine, whatever. You know, fuck you. That helps That's me. what you think about me? I don't give a shit. I'm a nice person and I will
1: spare your feelings. I'm a nice person too, and I will spare your feelings at the expense of mine to an extent. There will come a day, usually. When I am just having a shit day, and if that person comes around and just does one little thing, that just—that's our problem, and I blow up on them. This is why we need anger management. We totally need anger management. <laughs> We're great people. Like, we, we. I, I will, will give, give you, you the, the shirt off my back. I will give you something to make you better, and if you're needing, if you're in need of something, I will. Break my back to make sure you have all the things that you need. If you're hungry, I will feed you. if you're thirsty, I will give you drinks. You need a ride, I'll call you an Uber, but I'm not driving you anywhere <laughs> like I
0: mean it's just I I don't know I've throughout my lifetime my is it, kin-
1: hot in here? it is I am sweating my ass off. God. My kindness
0: has been taken advantage of and when that happens so many times you start to put up walls and for new people, those walls are really fucking hard to bust through. I know. That's where I'm at. Because you just, I get tired of taking advantage of, because I, you know, I used to, It I used to be ten times kinder than what I am now. Well, now I get older, and it's just, I keep reading bad shit about people doing bad things. I'm paranoid. Like, it has nothing to do oh. with you. It's just, this is things that's wrong with me. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to,
1: I'm trying to let you in, but I'm so well, paranoid that I can't let you in. The other podcast that we listen to, um, one of their things they always say is, fuck politeness. Which I get it. Fuck politeness if you're in a situation where you need to be rude. But I also feel like that can be dangerous to an extent. Because, like, if you're in a situation where you're not comfortable and you are, like, fuck being polite. You are taking a stand. You are creating that boundary. But then that person, you also risk the chance of that person being really upset. And now you got to deal with someone who's upset.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: When... You know, it's different with men and women. You know, like, if I was to piss off a man, I'm going to be more afraid than I would a woman. But I also don't want to hurt a woman's feelings for no fucking reason. Like, just, yeah, so-and-so, I don't I don't like you. I don't know why. I just don't. Sorry.
0: Bye. We're, we're just really letting this all out there <laughs> yeah. right now. Sorry. Well, I mean, this yeah. is... it. Look, we if were you're drunk looking...
2: as
1: fuck yesterday. I'm hungover. I don't feel well. I'm hot. It's hot as fuck in here. It is so hot. Jacob, are you hot? He's he's passed out. But
0: well, the thing is, is like Mercury being a retro-grade. retrograde has really shed some light on some shit for me. And it's like I'm trying to understand these boundaries. And I'm just venting to you guys to the world right now. <laughs> Literally the world. Like it, I don't know. Maybe it's making me feel better. Maybe a person's
1: gonna hear this. I'm like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Speaking of the world, we gotta say hi to Freddie in Germany. Yeah. Hi Freddie. Hi. Hi. Thank, hi, Alex in Australia and Reagan and all the wonderful fans that we have. We were supposed to say hello to them earlier today yeah. and didn't.
0: I've actually gotten some emails. It's not a oh luck. Okay. It's not that hot up here. It's I warm. am
1: sweating. You're sweating bullets. out that alcohol.
0: God. <laughs> Day drinking at the pool <laughs> is good at That's that great. time. I'm not hungover, um, but. Anyways. I, I do want to. I'll go ahead. We've, we've got, I've read some emails from Freddie, mm-hmm. in Germany, he's, I didn't mean to say he, she, awesome stories, by the oh, way, yeah. that, sorry that I had, like, maybe a short response or reply back, uh, that's my bad, it's been super busy and super rough week, but just know, they were read, I think they're fucking awesome,
1: well, awesome I, I want to read in more about these, right,
0: or Freddie,
1: if you can do more research on the stories that you sent us, just do our work for us, please. Yeah, just <laughs> That's make it saying. better. <laughs> Take what you did, make it better. Wow, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, your story was super interesting, but I already I have so many stories lined up that I I yeah. would I would love it if Freddie could make her own story and then we read it in her words. I think that would be really cool. I will go ahead and admit something the and second email that it. was
0: sent to us, not the one about the pirate, but the other one about this woman. Yeah. With the head? No, the pirate was the, the head. head. Okay. Um, the second email about the woman, I tried to read that aloud to you and I butchered everything. I can't pronounce any of the stuff. Right. That one's
1: a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <looking> dying <laughs> over here, man yeah freddie um brush up on that story send it back tell us a story on our uh email at uh fuck deadacademypodcastgmail.com yeah she's done us that story i know but everybody else oh you're right you're send right. Right. us to that story and anyone else that has a crazy fucked up story to share we will read it in your words i don't want to try to fuck up anyone else's words i already have two stories tonight that i'm probably gonna they're not long but they are awful And then I'm going to top it off with a uh, recording from a good friend of ours, Nick, who had a fucked up experience happen to him in our hometown. And I'm going to play that recording for you guys at the end. It's like, it's pretty intense. Like there's, if Nick were to come over right now and say that the sky is full of diamonds, I would believe him. Because Mm -hmm. Nick doesn't bullshit. He's not a liar. He's not a fibber. He's not a tall tailor. If he says this happened, it fucking happened. And I lo- I've played this story like 10 times. I love it.
0: Well, do so, you want me to start off with mine? It seems like you have a lot more than me.
1: I mean, do you want me to go back to back to back or do you want to rotate?
0: I mean, if I can get mine out of the way, then I can just sit here. Okay. And I'm done. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> so I'll give you a heads. I'll give everyone a heads up. Like I said, rough week. No research. I know and that's like the common thing for me is there's no research until the time of record but this is past that. Like I'm at writer's block where I can't even think of a rabbit hole to fucking go down to find something. So I'm reverting back to something I did stumble across that I forgot about and it's just so wildly interesting to me and crazy that how lucky this woman was. Are you, uh... I'm listening. You're, you're good over there uh, writing down my jokes so I don't forget it. Okay, yeah. so. You... Have you heard of Richard Ramirez?
1: <laughs> I think I dated that guy. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh, have I heard it? Yes. The, yeah, the, I was being a smartass. The but teeth and...
0: Richard Ramirez. The night stalker. I mean, if you're listening to true crime shit, then obviously you know who he is. And we will do a story on him one day. Yeah, because you kind of have to. But if you don't know, quickly, he's... A monster Ugh. from the mid-80s in California that just LA. wreaked havoc. Um, and he murdered. He got convicted of 13, what I tell you? 13 murders. I think it was 14. Multiple rapes, uh, attempted murders, burglaries. Like, he did it all. And he just went nuts with everything. And uh, kind of, kind of blanking out here. My my partner is. I'm listening. Well, I need you to chime in. Oh. Well, I'm trying to give some backfill to Richard Ramirez for people that don't may not know about him.
1: He cre- he committed so many crimes and kept getting by with it because no one could catch him.
0: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So he would.
1: He just. And his he crime scenes are brutal. Yeah. I mean, blood fucking everywhere. He killed. And raped everybody from children to seventy-eight-year-old women. I mean, he didn't have a target. It was just anyone, at any time. Yeah, which is what I think made him
0: even more scary. terrifying. Because like,
1: no one's safe. I mean, it'd be like if someone was just just targeting gingers. Like I'm safe, <laughs> but now <laughs> yeah. I got to worry about you. Yeah. <laughs> but someone yeah. was targeting like profusely sweaty blobs of <laughs> hungover shit. Then. I need help. Yeah. <laughs> I need protection.
0: So, yeah, that this guy, he just, he went nuts with it. And, um, in the middle of, in the middle of his fucking spree, he found another victim mm-hmm. that he was, he, he stalked her, like, he, he followed her, and her name is... Oh, I lost her freaking name. Maria Hernandez. Okay.
1: So
0: this was... (laughs) uh,
1: Shit. For real, I think that's the... the, I'm not kidding. Really? Yeah. Well, this is in California. She's from California.
0: But she's young. Uh, This was in the 80s.
1: Okay, that wasn't her.
0: Okay, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but it
1: was her. Of course we can hang out,
0: because I want yeah. to talk to you. Okay, we're getting a lot of texts. Sorry. Um, I'll just read this. So, Richard Ramirez, like I said, he killed 13 people in a little over... That happened in a little over a year in the mid-80s. Yeah. Which is pretty successful for a serial killer, if you want to rank, you know, if you want to even dare say that he was successful, but... So, one night, he was out doing his stalking, and he encountered Maria Hernandez, and he followed her from her car to her apartment. Hernandez turned around when she started to hear noises behind her, and as soon as she turned around, there's Richard Ramirez. Oh. And as soon... And it was so quick. As soon as she turned around, he just shot her in the face. And... Like you do. But somehow, when she turned... You guys can't see my mind, but she kind of turned, and I don't know if her hand hand was up. Yeah. Like, she turned around, and her hand was up by her face, which in her hand was her keys. And he pulled the trigger, and he shot her in the face. The crazy thing about this is her keys deflected... Her keys blocked the bullet. Some tough-ass keys. Well, it's like, what kind of car are you driving? Like... What kind of car are you driving that needs a key like that? Like, I want that. Well, I think all keys are pretty... I don't know anything about keys. I don't either, (laughs) but to me, it's like she's driving the fucking Batmobile or something. Like, the Batmobile's Batmobile's indestructible, therefore its keys are indestructible. Batmobile didn't need a key. But it's just... That's the the craziest... Like, her keys blocked her from being shot in the face. Yeah. So, he shot her. And... She dropped to the ground and played dead, which is genius. Mm-hmm. Like, she, she did exactly oh, what yeah. she needed to do. And then that piece of shit goes up to her, thinking that she's dead, and kicks her a bunch of times. Like, he's kicking a corpse, like, just for funsies. Kicks her, multiple times, and then proceeds to go into her apartment complex, which he just so happened to pick her apartment to go into. Like, he walked into the building, and of all the doors to go through, he went to her apartment, and he killed her fucking roommate.
1: God damn.
0: So, killed her roommate. While he's in the apartment complex, she... She got up and was walking to the main door of the complex. Oh! Or maybe she didn't walk up. Jesus. Yeah, I'm just a (laughs) goddamn mess. Go ahead. She may have crawled to the door, I don't know. But... As she made it to the door, he was coming out as she was trying to go in. Great. And he seen her, and she begged him not to shoot her again. Oh. And it's like... And for some insane reason, he didn't shoot her again. And it's probably because he thought he saw a fucking ghost, because he just... <laughs> he just shot her in the face, and now and she's speaking to, to him.
2: Yeah.
0: And so he's just like, what the fuck? I'm out. And he, he got out. And... uh Which was his mistake, because after he got captured, which is just the craziest way anyone could be captured. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um... <laughs> I can't. I just... He got captured. Tell him how, though. Okay, if you don't know how he got... We'll, we'll pause on this, but if you don't know how he got captured... It's great. <laughs> later on down the road, just he shooting her in the face, and he didn't kill her, he's just strolling around outside, and he stumbled across a newspaper that had his fucking picture... On the front page, spooked him, and he took off running. So he's running down the street. A father and son were getting in their car, I do believe, and the father seen him and recognized him from the paper, and he told his son to chase him, which is crazy. Yeah, but... But the father also took off, but the son, you know, is younger, faster, faster. so he can pull ahead, and he's like, go get him. Well, the father also is running... And so now <laughs> Ramirez is on a foot chase with these two guys, but all these other, because it was daytime. So all these people are outside in LA and they're seeing this
1: mm-hmm.
0: and all these other people start joining in <laughs> and running. <laughs> and like, he starts cutting through yards and like one of them, one guy, he cut through this dude's backyard And the guy's doing something in his yard. He's doing yard work or something. And he just, Sees Richard Ramirez and all these people chase him, so he fucking joins it. Next thing you know, there is a massive amount of people—a mob—chasing the
1: Night Stalker. Two hundred people or something, right?
0: Yeah, like they said. I mean, there's no accurate number on it, but everything I read, there was like two hundred people, and they finally catch him. Which is also, I—it speaks volumes of how fast that fucker can run. Yeah, like he, he was a ran, tall, lanky dude. He ran. Enough where all these other people joined in and they they eventually caught him. And they just started beating the shit out of him. Good. And then the cops come and he's begging the cops to save him. It's like the night stalker is begging the police to save his life. And they do. <sighs> and it's like, I would have let that shit go. Because they're beating him. What are we going to do? Pin it on all of them? Yeah. All of you? No, no. But they all got their licks in and they beat the fuck out of him. I mean, bad good (laughs) and uh that's how he got caught so when he we'll go back to maria hernandez when he got caught since he didn't shoot her like he didn't kill her she gave one of the best testimonies that put his ass on death row because her car keys deflected a bullet from going into her fucking face that's crazy like that's crazy that's insane because I know my car key. I have one key. Oh my! Yeah. Like, it's my car key. That's it. I have three chains. You can't do that now. Like they're all plastic and shit. Like it's not like just a little thing of keys. Like just in the right spot, blocked a bullet. To where all she got out of that was a broken finger. Just lucky.
1: Very lucky. We should. That's crazy. We should hunt her down. Try to talk to her. I mean, can you imagine what that has done? Mentally to her. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, face-to-face face with death and then face-to-face face with him again. That's insane.
0: Well, and, like, your life was just... Her life just had to flash right then and there. Oh, absolutely. Because you hear a gunfire. Your finger fucking hurts. So, I mean, I can't even imagine what she was saying. Like, she, I don't even know if she knew she got shot or not.
1: Play dead, yeah. And
0: she played dead and then... And then ran into him again and begged him not to shoot her, and he didn't. Like, that's crazy. Of him, because he's such a monster. You figured he would have done it again. But he just killed her roommate. So he was looking to to get the fuck out of there.
1: Because he didn't kill her, but he definitely killed someone. I think between him and the Hillside Stranglers, which I'll do a story on them, too, as well, because I found a horrific crime scene photo from them. Those two are probably some of the most terrifying killers, I've ever read about. Honestly, just based off, like, they're all well, terrifying to me. Well, the Hillside Stranglers—that they impaled a woman with a broom, mm. broom handle, and it went all the way up to here. Mm-mm. And they show it, and I was like, "Oh fuck! I gotta do a story on that one day." Um, yeah, that was a good survival story. Yeah, I mean, Hernandez. That that's all I can come up with right now. Like it, that's Dude, all I got. It's been a rough week. I have that was really good, by the way. Well, thank you. Yeah, I have um, two stories that, uh, oddly enough, have something to do with racism in America. It's all long time Not ago. Not a shocker. Yeah, it's, this is all like a long time ago, though. Um, but nonetheless, we as a country can do better. Hold on, I think Jacob wants to go. I'll let keep talking I'll okay. let him out um, so do you want me to do the story about the youngest person to ever be put to death in America or do you want me to do the story first of the horrific lynching of Mary Turner and her baby I don't know either one so go ahead you pick which one do I think sounds I mean they're both horrible horrible uh, Well, you know what since this is the first page I'll just start with this one yeah So we're don't gonna get do, confused just <clears throat> okay There's too many arrows going back and forth. I'm not trying to jump stories. Okay, so I'm going to do the story of the youngest person to ever be put to death in the United States of America. And his name is George Junius Stinney. He was born October 21st, 1929. And a little bit of background. Michelle, we are going to hop in a car and we are going to go to, let's see, back in time in 1929. And we are going to go to Akulu, South Carolina. All right. Seems hot. 121 gigawatts.
0: Oh, what? Wait,
1: I kilowatts. <laughs> Did you say kilowatts? Gigawatts. Gigawatts. Kilowat. You what don't you know. even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even.
0: I forgot. It's a back to the future thing, which I fucked it up.
1: <gasps> By the way, I had a dream last <laughs> night that Christopher Lloyd died.
0: Well, that's not good. I know. Because he's dog brown.
1: I and you would know okay. that if, if you've seen I know. Back to the
0: Future. <laughs> but sorry, because I know everyone else has fucking seen the movie, and I fucked up the thing. It's one twenty-one.
1: It's one twenty-one. Who gives a fuck? How Cause are you gonna... said we're going back in time, and I went right oh, to Back okay. to the Future. Fuck off. Well, it's we're, we're going in our time machine, nineteen twenty-nine. Sorry, we're in Alcolu, Alcolu, South Carolina. All right. I gotta get my shit yeah, Get your laughs that. off. This is not a funny story. <laughs> okay, I'll just start. I'll just start. You know, all right, I'm good. A little, I'm, I'm little, good. little I'm bit of background. It. Akulu was a small mill town, which was separated. <coughs> they separated blacks and whites by railroad tracks, even though slavery had already been abolished. Uh, segregation was obviously still a thing for quite some time. Um, so the black people lived on one side, white people lived on the other side of these railroad tracks. Um in 1929, the bodies of... Hold on, this is where I get... Okay, hold on. So George Junius Stine, I told you when he was born, he was an African-American teenage boy convicted of... convicted at 14 years old of killing two white girls ages 7 and 11 in 1944 in his hometown of Alkulu, South Carolina. Um, the locals and his teachers and neighbors... Um, described George as a bully. Um, he was rude, kind of always getting in trouble, mm-hmm. abusive, Like to throw things and try to stab people with objects. Like, he was known as a bad kid.
0: I was starting to say typical teenage boy until you said that, but never mind. Yeah. Yeah, um, there's some issues.
1: So, I'm going to go back to that. So, the bodies of um, two girls were found in a ditch on March 23rd, 1944, on the, quote, African side of Okulu. George Steiny Sr., the dad actually helped search for the girls after they did not return home the night before. Uh, the girls were beaten with a weapon, possibly a railroad spike, and were last seen riding their bikes and looking for some kind of, like, moppy flowers. Um, no sexual assault happened on the younger girl, but bruising on the older girl's genitalia was apparent. Mm. Um, so George was executed by the electric chair at the age of 14 in uh, 1944. Yeah, 1944. His convict, he was convicted of first degree murder, which was later vacated, which means voided. Um, the victims, Betty June Bickner, she was 11, and Mary Emma Thames, Thames was seven. He was caught in March of 1944 and put to death by electric chair three months later in June 1944. But now, what's fucked up is they had they 70 years later. They're like, okay, he didn't do it. Well, what made him
0: think that he did it anyways? I'm going to
1: tell you. Okay. So, first of all, a little black kid is accused of killing two white girls in the South. He says it was 1929? Well, he was born in 29. Oh. This happened in 1944. Okay. So, the courts at the time refused to hear his appeal. Clemency was also denied and was said to have, he was said to have confessed to the police that he did it and even telling them where where they could find the... Object that he killed them with, although there are absolutely zero records to confirm his confession. It was just word of mouth. So in 2004, there was a re examination of the case. His case was vacated in 2014 when the court ruled he did not have a fair trial at the time in 1944. So the court and jury at the time when he was convicted, first of all, it was an all white jury. Mm-hmm. He was not allowed to see his parents once he was captured. So, captured, immediately taken back, was not allowed to talk to his parents. During that time, he, quote, confessed, and all this shit. They set him up for a trial. The trial was an all-white jury. They found him guilty in less than 10 minutes, and then he was immediately sentenced to death. So, he had, and the pictures of him getting strapped to the electric chair are heartbreaking. Because he probably doesn't even fit it. Well, yeah, they had to, like, adjust it, and he's, like, crying and scared. Um... So they later wondered, well, okay, so the possibility that he did this, sure, he, him and his sister were the last people to see the girls alive. The sister said that he supposedly was talking to them about the flowers and told them where they could find these specific flowers out that they wanted to pick. But the white girls were also in the neighborhood where they were not welcome, just as though Back in that day, if a black kid went into a white neighborhood, yeah. he was not welcome. Yeah, Huge deal. So, he was the last one to see them. There are no other witnesses other than his sister. He was like, yeah, they stopped by on their bikes. They were looking for these flowers, George, blah, blah, blah. And that's how he got convicted. So, the chances of him doing it are, are pretty high, you know. But, whether he did it or not, especially... Whether he did it or fucking not, he did not get a, a good trial. He did not well, get a no. fair trial. Not you don't close. find someone guilty in Tim, especially a child. And even if he did do it, uh, yeah. and you are found guilty, he was 14 years old. You don't electrocute someone at the age of 14. Well, here's it's so
0: crazy. Like you picked that <clears throat> story this week, because last week was Susan Powell, mm-hmm. and they couldn't be more opposite.
2: Oh, I of know. The story because like I know.
0: Susan Powell, like, that motherfucker did it. Josh Powell he fucking did killed her. And he got away with it. Numerous times. And then this kid is... I mean, there's also yeah. years that has went by, so
1: a lot of shit has changed, but it's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. If that w- so, in the Susan Powell case, if that family would have been a black family, they would have arrested the husband on site. Especially with the amount of evidence that they had against him. But this, yeah. this little boy... This is, like, circumstantial
0: at best. Right. Just he, because i seen you last doesn't mean I fucking killed you.
1: Right. He paid the ultimate price. He is the youngest person to ever be put to death in, by electrocution or whatever. Well, here's my question. Death penalty in America.
0: What made them re-examine this so later down the uh, The
1: family, the descendants of him, wanted mm-hmm. to reopen the case, just to kind of clarify. Uh and once they did they realized there's not really a whole lot on him. He did not get a fair trial at all. So what came of this? Like um recent now. Recent, uh they they've um basically voided his conviction of first degree murder. Doesn't
0: fucking matter. He's dead.
1: He's dead. But I I mean, I think for the family, knowing that at least At least they now, say sorry we were wrong, we fucked up. But that doesn't come near I mean a little boy paid yeah. the ultimate price for something that he probably didn't do. Maybe he did. I don't know. No one's going to know. Because you killed him. No one knows. Right. But. Like, that's That's murder. That's sick. That's murder. This case, like, I just happened to wonder. I was like, who was the youngest person to ever be killed by in, by uh, the death penalty? And I saw it and I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. A 14 year old, all white? Ugh. This makes me I, sick. Wait. So that was the story of. George Junius Stinney, who his conviction has now been voided, and he did not do it. Well, he did not deserve a fair. Or kudos, he did not get a fair trial. Kudos
0: to them for avoiding his conviction. Like because that makes, seventy years later, that makes so that makes it so much better.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not okay. It's not. It's sickening. It's absolutely sickening. So you know, it's it, that's
0: just. I feel like that's just, just where we're at. We're headed there. Again. Yeah, it's like, we it are just sucks. literally going
1: back in time and. Well, yeah. I mean. Things need to change. Alright, so this story. When I read it, I was like, oh, I have to do a story on this. But I there is a warning. There is some very graphic content. If you are very squeamish or you're just not feeling well today, your up your stomach's kind of upset, or you're really depressed right now and you don't need something to tip you over the scale, just come back another day and listen. Well, I'll see you later because <laughs> I don't know what you're about to tell. It's not great. <laughs> It's not great. Well, I just yell when you're done. I'll stop recording. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is an awful story. This is the horrific lynching of Mary Turner and her baby. Uh-uh. And I put... Great. It's awful. Like, whatever you're thinking right now, it is a million times worse than that. Can't wait. Yeah. This... Um. You can also go to where this happened. Like, the site of where this happened at. Which I think is... I mean, it's not cool, but... People that do visit this site, they will put things like on their pay respects. Pay respects and keep this story alive because I think that's the goal for a lot of people right now is to keep this story alive to let so history doesn't repeat itself. This right here, what I'm about to read, should never, ever have happened. And it should just never this happen again. off. Let's go. All right. <laughs> God. Now we're gonna go back even farther in time. Let's hop on our horses and let's head down to May. May 1918 at the Hampton Smith plantation in Brooks County, Georgia. Good old. So it's in the spring. It's hot, you know. Slavery again had still. It's no longer a thing, but at the time, plantation owners would still hire help, and the help that would work on the plantation farms were usually African American people. Um, so. Camden Smith, who we'll just call Smith, he was a 31-year-old white man and was shot and killed by one of his black co-workers, or black workers, whose name was Sidney Johnson. Slavery had been abolished, but many plantation owners would bail men out of jail and have them work off their debts on his property. So he would just go down to the jail and be like, oh, you, you, and you, I'm going to pay your, your bail, but you got to come work on this, this farm. I would stay in jail. Right? <laughs> um, so Smith was also known for mistreating his workers... Beating them, verbally abusing them, threatening them, whatever. Sidney was a routine victim of the violence. Smith withheld Sidney's wages at one time and actually beat him pretty severely for not working on his plantation while he was sick. So this guy was extremely sick. We'll say he had the flu. He Mm -hmm. was bad, couldn't get out of bed, didn't work. So Smith kept his money, beat him, all because he was sick and didn't go to work that day. As a result... Sidney fucking shot him. Can't blame him. No. I mean, murder's never the way to go, but, like, I get it. Sometimes you get driven to that point, I guess. Right. So, Sidney Johnson shot Hampton Smith and killed him. Immediately afterwards, a mob formed to find Sidney or anyone involved with the murder. And when I say a mob, I'm talking a mob of southern white men who are looking for a black man to hang for, even if you didn't have nothing to do with it. If you look like you could have been involved in this, you're getting killed. So get this. The search for Sydney lasted one week. And overall, during that week, 13 black men were killed. And victims of the mob were... Oh, other victims of the mob were Mary Turner, her husband, who they called Hayes, and their unborn child. Mary was just 20 years old and was eight months pregnant with Hayes' child. They were a happily married couple. Um... Hayes was actually captured by the mob and killed, even though he had nothing to do with that uh, shooting. Mary publicly protested and objected her husband's involvement and ultimately protested against what the mob had did as far as killing him. So he she was out there like, you know, you guys shouldn't have done this, you're going to pay for this, blah, 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 just running. She was pissed. Yeah, rightfully so. Right. Um... Mary and her husband, they were also African-American. Um, so, after she publicly protested mm-hmm. these events, Mary was caught by the mob and taken to Folsom's Bridge, which was on the county border. To punish her, this is where it gets bad. The mob, to punish her, the mob tied Mary Turner by her ankles and hung her upside down from a tree... They poured gasoline on her, and they set her on fire. Mm. While she was alive and on fire, hanging upside down, one member of the mob noticed that she was pregnant. They cut open her stomach, oh my God. spilling out her unborn child to the ground. <sighs> From there, it was stomped repeatedly and crushed to death by the entire mob. Her body was then riddled with gunfire and left to hang and rot, her baby dead and crushed beneath her. Later that night, Mary and her baby were buried ten feet away from where they were hanged and killed. Which I think is terrible. Get her away. Get Keep the location as far as like a memorable site, but get them up out of the ground and put them someplace beautiful. Don't put them where that happened. Okay? I so, have... Alright. Yeah, so I have no words to say. The makeshift grave, which someone... Instead of letting them rot, someone did get a hold of them and bury them. Uh, Thanks, I guess, after you did all this. Thank you for burying them. The makeshift grave only had a whiskey bottle on top of the dirt, and a cigar was stuffed inside the neck of the whiskey bottle. A few days later, three more bodies were found in the area, hanged, and were to blame for the Sidney Johnson shooting. Or for the crime that he committed. Eventually, Sidney Johnson was eventually caught and shot by police on... South Troop Street in Valdosta, Georgia. Once he was shot, a mob of over 700 people watched as his genitalia were cut off and thrown into the street. So, as if that wasn't bad enough, a rope was then tied to his neck and he was dragged for nearly 20 miles behind, I'm assuming, De- a carriage. He's probably dead. If not, he's in a lot of pain. But after he was dragged, he definitely died after that. Um... And if that wasn't bad enough, after they dragged his body for nearly 20 miles, what was left of his body that was not ripped apart from the ground was then burned by the mob. And I put down here, quote, man is the cruelest kind of animal, end quote. And that is the tragic story of Mary Turner, her husband Hayes, Sidney Johnson, and their unborn child.
0: You're looking at me as, waiting for a response. I got nothing. Rip these out of here.
1: Is like my kids' journal book, and I'm just writing all kinds of awful shit in here. Um, that was horrible. Was horrible. God damn it. Yeah, horrible. Um, but, like I said, there is a spot where you can go to in Georgia where this happened. You can leave your flowers and pay your respects to those who have lost their lives at that particular location. But ultimately, that is probably one of the more fucked up things that I've ever heard of. And what's crazy is I could see a lot of people in today's culture doing that. Absolutely. And it's sickening. Yeah.
0: I, oh, God. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you just dropped a bomb on me. Like, I, I can't, look, I'm just going to. I don't have anything to say because I ended up saying something that's just bad.
1: I'll end up doing another story. There was... I can't remember what it was, but um, slavery was just more than slavery. Like There was a lot of abuse and violence and shit that went on outside of what we've read about. Like, And a lot of times, a lot of people, a lot of women would have their babies cut open. And sadly enough, I read about this too. I didn't write it down because I didn't plan on saying it, but... Here I go. Um, People would cut their babies out if they thought that they were either, you know, if the plantation owner was white and he raped the woman and she got pregnant. You know, whether it was his baby or not, they would sometimes cut the babies out and take them by the ankles and slam them into trees to get rid of them. Like, why? Why do you need to do that? Why? Just... Ignorance. I fucking hate it. I, I, I just...
0: Look, that happened, what, 1918? Is that what 1914,
1: 1918? Like... A hundred years ago, That was horrible. But it still exists. Oh, yeah. Like... There are some nasty Because I told out you there. a story about...
0: Um, It was a while ago. About an African-American girl that walked into a, uh, like, a convenience store.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she wasn't she had some mental things okay. going on, and I don't think she was medicated. Either she was, and she stopped taking her medication, or she just hasn't been treated mm-hmm. yet. And the store owner called the cops, mm-hmm. and they arrested her. Mm-hmm. She stole something, I think, is what it was. It was cheap. Like, it was, it was some cheap. Candy. We'll just say candy. But they arrested her. And then, like, they contacted the mother... And she said that she can get there in the morning. Can you hold her because they were gonna release her or something. Do you remember telling you this like they were going to hold her like the mom asked to hold her the cops were to hold her overnight. she can be there in the morning. oh yeah if, yeah, if you're not going to do that, I will figure it out, and I will get there tonight mm-hmm. and like ten minutes after they fucking talked to her, and they which the cops told her we're gonna we'll hold her till the morning. They didn't they let her go. But they took her, um, she had drove a car, so they impounded her car, Mm -hmm. but her purse and her cell phone and everything was in the car, and her, it was, I don't want to say it was like dead middle of winter, but her coat was in the car and everything, and they released her and didn't take her to her car, nothing, they just said, here you go, Mm -hmm. you're free. And she has no idea where she's at, because she somehow wandered to this store Mm -hmm. and like her manic um, mood Mm -hmm. so she's lost has no phone has no purse has no coat no nothing they just turned her loose and she made it up into the fucking mountains lost and then what by the time the the mom gets to the police station like oh we let her go last night and they couldn't find her and then they found her she's dead oh my god but some of her clothes are missing Like it was this whole thing. I might have to tell this story. Yeah, there's a lot of fucked up details. The cops fucked it up royally, Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, with how crazy and how everything went so wrong. Obviously, the first thing is this is a racism thing. Mm -hmm. And it was, I heard this story, and it was, I heard on another podcast I listened to, and it just. It was fucking heartbreaking, and it, I need to get my back. I will tell the story. Yeah, but I want to say it was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Like it's recent-ish. It's my Probably point. Later nineties,
1: if she had a cell phone.
0: My point being is, it shit like this is still happening. Yeah, it might not be as extreme as that what you just told, but it still happens. It doesn't matter how we get to there. The point is we fucking got there.
1: Look at the chick in Lebanon. I can't think of her name, but um, she had a baby. And ended up burning it and burying it in her backyard in Lebanon. Little young blonde girl, she's like twenty two or something. Oh yeah, she's not in trouble. She's yeah. on probation. There there's a trial right now for it, but you I know, remember reading Let's that. all close yeah. our eyes for a second and picture that chick was a um a black woman. Totally different trial. Totally different trial. And that makes me sick. I just yeah. <clears throat> I man. You're ready to switch it up. Yeah, because it's, <laughs> like, I... Ugh, look, I know, I know there's, not lot of,
0: there's not a lot of humor in this
1: episode. Everything
0: was real it was today. serious.
1: Sorry, guys. We just... Mercury, man. I fucked everybody up. <laughs> All right, so... The thing I'm gonna play is a story... It's about 14 minutes long to listen to, but it is worth every second of your ears. Um, this is a very good friend of ours. I've known him more than half my life. His name's Nick. Um... He was in our hometown, which is in Lebanon, Ohio, and it was him and his dog visiting his parents, and he took his dog on a walk And in the neighborhood that he grew up in, a neighborhood that I've been in a million times, and he has this story of what happened that day with him and his dog. And like I said, if Nick said that this happened, this fucking happened. He's a very talented musician. He's a good friend, incredible business owner. It's just, he's just hes an awesome dude. If Nick said this happened, I believe him. Like I can't speak highly enough yeah. of Nick. The things he did for my mom when she was sick, him and his wife were incredible. So, here is the story of Nick, and it's called "This Happened to Me." Hold on. Trying
2: to. I'd like it to up. preface the story by being clear that I do not subscribe to any steadfast belief in ghosts or the paranormal. Aside from this story, there is very little evidence to prove or dismiss any facts herein. What I saw and the events that followed are still hard to explain. All I can be certain of is that I was there and I experienced these events firsthand. It was late February and still very cold in southwestern Ohio. My mother had been trying for weeks to get me to come over for dinner and one evening I finally found the time to take her up on the offer. I had my dog along with me for the trip. He was an old German short pointer and couldn't have been happier to join along for the ride. He hopped in the back seat of my SUV, and we made our way down the long stretches of rural roads that cut through acres of cornfields and rolling hills that our part of the Midwest was known for. We arrived shortly before sunset, and Mom already had dinner waiting on the table. We talked and ate while the dog sat waiting patiently for the table treats that my mother had made him accustomed to. About an hour had passed, and I could see the dog was starting to get restless, so I decided to take him for a walk. I grabbed my coat and hat, clipped a leash on his collar, and we made our way out the door. It was dusk when we sat out on our walk. There were only a few thin, orange stretches of light remaining in the skyline from the sunset. They were barely visible through the gray winter clouds. The crunching sounds from our footsteps in the snow echoed off the trees in the neighboring houses as we made our way towards the small subdivision that was adjacent to our home. I grew up in this neighborhood, and I took mental notes on the changes that had been made to the surrounding homes since I'd last seen them. There were some that had new sighting or a fresh coat of paint. A few had recently black-topped a driveway. One house had a new pool. I remember thinking to myself that things were looking pretty good in the old neighborhood. We continued walking up the hill when a house off in the distance came into view. It was a dingy white two-story home that sat on the corner of the only intersection in the subdivision. The grass on the lot was overgrown and peeking up through the snow, and the yard was littered with random things. There was an old bike, a wheelbarrow, a collection of frozen newspapers lying in the U-shaped gravel driveway, a wobbly-looking shed an abandoned garden, and other random garbage strewn about the property. I wasn't sure if someone was living there at the time or if the house had been foreclosed on and abandoned. I remember the children who used to live there years ago that rode the school bus with me. I remembered stopping there for trick-or-treat. I even remembered the Christmas lights the previous owners had put up when I was young. In the middle of my reminiscing, something caught my eye. There was a dark object on the home that seemed to sit between the second-story window and a small section of awning that covered the front entrance. I was about 20 yards from the home and approaching the east side when I first noticed it. Even though I was able to identify other items in the yard that were the same distance away, for some reason it was hard to make out what this particular object was. My first reasonable guess, judging by the size and location, was that it was a window AC unit that had been covered up with a dark tarp. I figured maybe someone didn't want to bother lugging it off the roof and just put a tarp over it to protect it from the snow and rain while it wasn't needed during the winter months. It seemed like the same kind of lazy thing that a person who doesn't bother cutting their grass or picking up the trash around their home would do, and I was content with that guess. The closer I got towards the home, the less that theory seemed to make sense. We continued our approach, and I held my gaze on the object. I was maybe ten yards away, and my guess was losing credibility with each step. Whatever this was, it didn't seem to have the edges you would expect for a window unit. It really didn't seem to have any edges at all. I tried to think about the things it could possibly be, but nothing seemed to make any sense. It was just a misshapen dark object. It started to really bother me that I couldn't get a good look at this thing. I was close enough to the home that I could see the paint chips flaking off the wood siding, and yet my eyes couldn't seem to focus on what this was. It was as if it were some kind of three-dimensional shadow. By then it was twilight, and there were no other light sources aside from a few small patio lights on the neighboring homes. Far too small to create a shadow that large, and even if the lights were bigger and more powerful, there weren't any trees or obstructions to cast such a shadow so far up onto the home. Not long after I started thinking along the lines of this possibly being a shadow, the object began to do something very peculiar. It began to move. The first sign of movement was very subtle. So much so that I even took a few steps back to make sure my line of sight wasn't playing tricks on me. It wasn't. It was very clear that this object had begun to close the gap on the section of roof between itself and the window. It was definitely moving. I started to walk faster and with intent. I was determined to find out what this was. A cold chill ran down my spine as the object's speed of movement began to match my pace. The black mass passed over the gray shingles on the awning and blocked out the window ledge. I continued forward, trying to rationalize what I was seeing. It has to be a shadow, I thought. But why couldn't I see through it? Why was this the only dark spot on the home? What was the source of this shadow? The dog and I were about five yards away from the home when I first had the idea of stopping. If this were a shadow, then it would make sense that the object would seem to be moving as my position changed. We came to a stop, and for a second it made no further movement. I was just about to breathe a sigh of relief and chalk up the oddity to a simple misunderstanding of light and geometry when something unexplainable happened. The dark object continued across the remaining section of roofing and seemed to go through the window. All of my rationalizations crumbled and I stood there in disbelief. It wasn't long before the dog insisted on continuing our walk by pulling the slack out of the leash and lunging me forward. Reluctantly, I obliged and we slowly made our way onward until eventually we were directly in front of the home. There was a part of me that didn't want to stop but i succumbed to the temptation and once again brought the dog and myself to a halt i raised my head towards the window area where i first noticed the object there was no longer anything visible on the section of awning where i had originally seen it each shingle was clearly visible even in the early night sky i raised my eyes a bit further and focused my gaze on the window when a large dark object came into view it was upright and towering within the frame on the opposite side of the glass The reflection on the window pane from the porch light on the house across the street gave away the object's position. Although it took up most of the window, there were still a few inches visible above it and on the sides to see into the other areas of the room behind it. Maybe it was all in my head, but I had the feeling it was staring back at me. There was still no way I could positively ID it. There was nothing else I could do but keep walking. It wasn't as if I was going to kick in the door to the house and tell whoever may have been living there to get out. What would I even say to them if I did? that I saw a weird shadow in the window? No. The dog and I did what we set out to do and continued our walk. We rounded the intersection and circled the cul-de-sac at the end of the next street and again made our way back in front of the dingy white two-story. This time when I looked through the window nothing was there. I could plainly see the features in the room through the clear window the most visible of which was the other window on the opposite side of the room that looked out over the backyard. It was something that had been entirely blocked out by the shadowy mass that had stood there just minutes before. Even though it was much darker, I could clearly see the details of the room. You would think that not seeing something would help set my mind at ease, but it didn't. I paused briefly in a familiar disbelief, but the dog pulled me onward. It was time to go. Night had fallen, and the temperature had dropped a few more degrees. We finished our walk and were back safely inside my mother's home. We said our goodbyes promptly after our return. It was getting late, and I needed to process what I had witnessed. I was more than a little preoccupied in thought while I was loading the dog into my SUV. He assumed his usual spot opposite me in the back seat, and I made sure I closed the door all the way. It was an older Jeep, and things like the door hinges had some slop in them, so it took a good amount of force to get them closed. Once we were in, I started the engine, and we made our way down the driveway and on to the old state road. What did I really see? I kept thinking to myself. How did it get through the window? Where did it go? A truck was approaching off in the distance in the oncoming lane. As it got closer, I noticed it was a dually truck with a set of double tires in the rear. Nothing seemed to be a concern. They were in their lane and I was in mine, but at the moment our cars passed one another, there was a loud crash and then a thud in the back seat. The rear passenger side tire began shaking and it was hard to keep the vehicle in my lane. It was as if the power steering had gone out and the tire had gone flat. It all happened so fast and was so loud that it took me a minute before I heard the dog whimpering in the back seat. It was a sort of tone that was obvious that he was in a lot of pain. Frantic, I found the first driveway I could pull into and immediately turned around to assess his condition. He was lying sideways on the floorboard and I couldn't see his face. I quickly got out and opened the door to him behind me. There was no blood, but he was shaking and seemed to be in shock. I slowly lifted his legs to make sure there were no broken bones and that he didn't yelp when I moved them. One side of his face seemed to be starting to swell, which indicated to me that that's where he took the impact. But what caused it? It took me a minute to notice that his collar was snapped off. The leash was still attached. My mind raced for explanations. Could his leash have been outside the car and snagged the passing truck? I wondered. I had to do that math. His leash was maybe four feet long, five tops. He was sitting on the passenger side of the back seat, and the truck passed on the driver's side. Even if I had absent-mindedly closed it in the door, it would have been on the passenger side of the car, and it wouldn't have been long enough to catch the passing truck. Maybe the leash could have got caught in the passenger tire and it was just coincidence it happened as the other truck passed, I thought. Then the most obvious piece of evidence caught my attention that debunked the whole cotter snag theory. The leash was still sitting in the car, all four or five feet of it. This evening was going off the rails. After I made sure the dog was stable and didn't need immediate aid, I started my inspection of the Jeep. I checked the rear driver's side tire because it was closest to me. Nothing seemed out of place. I went around to the rear passenger tire expecting to see a flap. There was nothing visibly wrong. Surely something must be wrong with the rotor or maybe the axle. Still, there was nothing. I popped the hood to check the belts and fluid levels. Nothing was out of place or appeared to be low. I remember saying out loud, what the fuck is going on? None of it made any sense. I went back around to check again on the dog. He had calmed down some but was still visibly shaken. I just stood there and shook my head wondering if I needed to call a tow truck. I decided to give the Jeep a short test run before I called it in. Besides, I couldn't see any reason why it couldn't get us home. I comforted the dog one last time before I tried the engine. It started up just fine. I turned the wheel right and left. Power steering seemed to be working fine. I put it in reverse and back slowly towards the road. No shakes. No indication of tire problems. Once on the road, I put it in first gear and slowly accelerated, expecting the problems to reappear. Nothing. It drove as good as it ever did. Just minutes before, I was convinced that the car was unfit to drive and needed to be towed, and now it seemed like nothing had even happened. I was in total disbelief. We finished the rest of our trip back without issue. Not even a hint that something had been wrong aside from my poor dog's swollen face and a broken collar. Once home, I told my wife that he fell in the car, but I didn't go into detail how. I really didn't want to talk about it. I kept trying to think of rational ways to explain the things that happened that night and what I witnessed. Still, nothing seemed to make any sense, and all my theories had huge holes in them. In the days and weeks after, I began searching keywords online from what I had witnessed. Thinking rationally, it provided me no answers on this particular event, and I couldn't just put it off to be forgotten. Shadow people came up quickly in the search query suggestions. Apparently, they are an ancient phenomenon, with all the written history and folklore you would expect from something that had been documented for that long. The most reputable source I could find on this subject was a Dr. Morgan Spence. She was a guest on Coast to Coast AM in February of 2013. She discussed the topic in detail and suggested that there are real possibilities for the existence of shadow people, and she has spent the last 14 years studying the phenomenon. All the reports were consistent with what I saw. A dark 3D blob that can change shapes and sizes with enough form to block out what is behind them. May disappear or try to hide if noticed. I read all kinds of literature on the topic, too much from being honest. There are many who insist that they are ominous beings that foreshadow, no pun intended, misfortunes and tragedies. I really wanted these events to make sense, but I'm still not really sure what happened that night. Did I witness one of the ancient shadow figures that had been reported on for centuries? Did it signal or perhaps even cause the injury of my dog and the brief mechanical failures on my jeep? I don't know. All I know is that I did see something that night. Something did pull so hard on the dog's leash that it broke and he hit the floor. My Jeep did unexplainably begin to shake as if the back tire blew and the steering went out before it just as quickly went back to normal. The only thing I'm really certain of about that night is that it changed my perspective. It was the first time as an adult that I had a reason to question my reality as I knew it. It opened my mind to the haunting possibility that all these reports that seemed to correspond with mine weren't just coincidence, but instead factual accounts of a real thing other people have seen. I stress that I'm open to the possibility of these phenomenons being factual accounts of an otherworldly being. However, I'm hopeful that there is a rational scenario that exists that can explain how a random mix of light, fog, and mechanical mishaps caused so much chaos and uncertainty for me and my dog. I've had years to think about this, and unfortunately, I'm just as stumped today as I was on that night. Although there have been other unexplained things that have happened to me in the time between, I have thankfully never seen anything like this again.
1: That's it. Uh, thoughts?
0: I've, okay, I've heard the story, but it's been a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It started coming
1: back to me with the dog. But, uh, nope. <laughs> like, I didn't know. Well, I wanted us to go to where this house is at. Like, Nick told me where to go. And just get some pictures and just see. Well,
0: I'm just saying, like, in his story,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when he first noticed this, when he was walking his dog... And then he kept going with the walk, like that was his intention was to walk the dog. You no out? No, like as soon as I see him, I'm like, "All right, walks over." <laughs> <We're> Turn it <laughs> around, like no, yeah. no, I no, like I can't, no. And Shadow that's crazy. People. That that's crazy.
1: Yeah, I looked up. I'm gonna have to look up more, and I'll probably talk to Nick. Which, by the way, thank you, Nick, for letting me use that story on this podcast. Um, I do want to like maybe. Talk to him more about what all he's researched and because I've listened to that story a bunch of times. Well, and he and tells it like, God, I haven't heard, he's the, a great story I haven't heard
0: the YouTube. Yeah, was, he's a an amazing storyteller and he's not bullshitting. Like, he's it's not, not just telling exactly. a story to tell a story. Like, I've heard you this. know Nick
1: almost as long as I have. He's yeah. not lying. Oh,
0: no, he's not. But I've never heard the YouTube. Thing. Like, I've heard about the story, but I've never heard that. Never oh, my God. Like, he paints a picture, and I'm fucking terrified. Well, like, you, I would have remember no Remember his doubt.
1: old Jeep that he had? Yeah. It was that one. And
0: that's, he
1: just, I just picked it up and drove away. Like, there was nothing. That's just... That's scary. What ripped that dog's collar off? But you know what's crazy? When Nick said at the, at the end of it that shadow people can, like, no pun intended, foreshadow yeah. tragic events. What if he saw that shadow person on top of that house in the window... It's just too coincidental that he sees that that foreshadow bad incidences or incidents. the and then moments later, his dog gets his fucking collar yeah. ripped off, and the jeep gets wrecked into without actually getting wrecked into. Like, do you uh, well? Do you remember stories of the uh, Mothman? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that, where like people would see the the Mothman, and then that would foreshadow a. Super big tragedy, like the whole bridge that collapsed. Right. You know, people saw the Mothman before that happened. They saw him before whatever happened with whatever. Like, maybe the Mothman was real. We should do a story on the Mothman. But it was like a foreshadowing of something terrible. Because I'm yeah. telling you, if that is what happened to Nick, that is what fucking happened. And I believe him with every fiber of my being. Oh, yeah. But we should I... go, We maybe not today, but we should take a ride. That's just so scary. Like, I would be terrified right in that situation. It's by in his parents' house. Like, you know yeah, where... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to... Lives. Yeah. Okay, it's right around there. We should go up there and just look and just see your... Maybe <laughs> if someone's outside, be like, Hey, y'all see Well, you I can turn it
0: up. I see a shadow person. I'm noping out. Like, I noped out this past weekend at your house because <laughs> the fucking door opened because your kid opened it. And I didn't see her. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> I am the first one to quickly... Get
1: nope. out of these yeah. Um. these wow. Yeah, I'll, I'll message Nick, and I'll see if maybe he's willing to, like, come on here sometime and, you know, talk to I us mean, about... Cause, I mean, he said other things have happened. He's told me a few other things that have happened. Um. But it'd be really cool to have him on here to tell him.
0: It's a really good story.
1: It's a fucked up story. Yeah. Like, how do you explain any of that? Like, the whole house thing, I could... Maybe understand if he's like, well, it was blurry, my glasses were dirty, I was drunk, whatever. Like, there could be an explanation for that. This but none, where of, that happened where with, I none of that happened with him. Chilly
0: was when he's like, as I'm walking, it's moving, so I'm thinking, it it's a with, shadow. Right. It's a shadow. It's a shadow. Okay, it's fine. It's a shadow. But then he stopped, and it, it kept moving. Yeah. That. Nope. See ya. I'm out.
1: Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that, knock on wood, but... I, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like I want to see something like that just but so I can you know. fully believe in it. Because right now I'm like I don't know what to fucking believe in—aliens, ghosts, spirits, demons—I don't know. I know I'm interested in it. I know I know I've had weird shit happen, and I believe Nick. Um, you know how you always say don't that want to you want me it. to get
0: abducted? That's how I want a ghost to come up to you and just just slap you upside the face.
1: I believe. In some form of, like, ghosts. We'll have to talk about this another time. Because I don't even know where, where to begin. I, I believe, believe in that there's some. I believe in energy. I believe that... I believe in some kind of ancient shadow people. I believe in aliens. I believe in all that shit. I just don't have any, like... The only proof I have are the experiences that I've had and what Nick just said. Yeah. And... Well, we had the...
0: We've had some weird we things. I we can't we'll
1: explain. Have, we'll have to talk about them. Or yeah. at, like, one fifteen. Yeah. Um, but if you have any weird ones... Yeah. Email us. Have you... If you've ever seen a ghost, let's let's start out with that. If anyone listening has ever seen a ghost or had anything ghostly like that happen or a, sim- a similar story to what Nick just said, we want to fucking And don't hear just it. look. Don't
0: just send us a story because you're a great storyteller. Like, we want the truth. If this has really happened to you, let us know.
1: Don't send us a link to an article to read. We want to read your words. If you what have a picture you, that yes. you've
0: taken or some shit and it's like weird or something, send it. Yes. I want to see it.
1: I definitely want to see it. Um, Dead Academy Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We're also on Facebook. We are. On Instagram. We are very present on Instagram right we now. we are working on a Twitter. Yeah. Kind of. Not today, but we will be working and on Reddit. Twitter. And Reddit. That's right. Reddit, I'm trying to figure out, Reddit. I'm old, oh, I'm trying can't. to, I'm I don't trying know to know figure to, this
0: shit out, I don't know how to tweet or Twitter, it's going to, to that shit. take some time, mm-hmm. but it's happening, but yeah, send us your, send us your shit,
1: because man, mm. even though I have no doubt of a lot of these things, I fucking love hearing it. Oh, them. I know, And like, I, lo- <laughs> I love going to where this shit happened, yeah. just to see if it's going to happen to me, and even though it never does, I'm the still scared. oh I'm fuck so yeah, scared. like, oh my god, Oh my god, the <laughs> oh My, <laughs> my butthole's so oh tight.
0: And then like something. Like a stick could break. Or something.
1: Like... <gasps> yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. What would be cool is if we could just do it live. We are gonna do a live thing. We should find a close spot with internet <laughs> that we can go and do a live I don't think we need. We don't need to record. We don't need the no, but like if we want to do like Facebook Live or something, yeah. But I mean, we could that um, we could
0: podcast live on scene. That a and church down the street. We could go to that. We're going to try to do some fun, exciting things. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: So just keep oh, stay tuned. We did post the giveaway on our Facebook account um, and Instagram. In Instagram, right? And it's a hundred and I think sixty-eight dollars worth of goods. There's like candles, bath and body stuff, smudging stuff, soaps, soaps, uh, I forget what all, body or room sprays, there's all kinds of shit. All made by us. It's all handmade by us. From the Rusty Cauldron. Right, so we will announce the winner on next week's episode, because we got a little late start posting it, because, you know, Mercury Mercury and retrograde. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, that about wraps up this week's episode. I'm so sorry it was so depressing but um shout out to nick thank you again for letting us use your story and we hope you come on the podcast soon and talk more uh crazy shit you and your beautiful wife um yeah so everybody have a great week don't if you're feeling if you're really feeling this mercury in a retro shade so are we like we will get through it together we're in this together our thoughts and prayers are with you during this difficult time. <laughs> That's what I keep telling people. It's like I get it. I fucking get it. I I get it. What whatever you're going through, I fucking get it. Yeah. I don't pray, but we're if in I the were shit to, with you. We are all in this shit together. So we will catch you on Friday, where we don't know what we're doing. What what topic? I don't know. I will tell you. I I'm
0: promising this. Because I can't do this dark shit. It affects me. I know. I will find the funnest, weirdest thing that I can find. And that's <gasps> my story.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't do my uh, joke. I haven't felt... Hold on. Fuck. I threw it away. But Is it... Does it have to do with Christmas? Yes.
0: God damn it. It's cute. It's
1: terrible. Well, it's, it's a stupid joke, but I loved it. And I have to give credit where credit is due. The source from this... Because he told me to... I was like, I'm still on the show. And he was like, well, make sure you give it credit for okay. the source. Our good friend Derek Justice... Okay. Um, known him forever. Super awesome guy. What's up, Derek? Um, here's the joke. Do you remember it? Oh yeah, of course I do. All right. No, I don't. Hold on. Did I send it to you? I'm here. No, no, no. I want, I'm gonna tell it. Here. I'm okay. Show it to me. Uh, where is it? Right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Michelle. You want to hear a joke? Yes. <laughs> okay. What do, you- what do you call a jail for Santa Claus? If St. Nick were to be arrested, what would you call the jail that he would be, be in? I have no idea. Anybody know? <clears throat> Time's up. A Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, I thought it was cute as shit. I don't know. You hear all that laughter from me? Uh, I bet someone on the other end is going to be chuckling. Like, I found that stupid, but yeah, it's pretty cute. A Nicholas Cage. What's the jail for Santa Claus called? A Nicholas Cage anyways tell your friends (laughs) (laughs) give give credit to derek not not high
0: man i should have had crickets chirping queued up
1: oh yeah we definitely need to get a soundboard on here oh i'd go nuts we need a sound oh i know (laughs) 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 just all kinds of shit all right well that's it be sure to like our podcast share comment send us emails give us ratings do whatever you gotta do tell all your friends spread us around like herpes we want all the love (laughs) Um, thank you so all far for the, herpes. not all the herpes, just, just a little bit. A little just a love. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go. So we're going to finish day drinking and swimming and I'm going to eat some cupcakes. Yep.
0: Oh, amazing cupcakes. You didn't, amazing cupcakes.
1: Yeah. So all... I don't know if we I can. We can't plug it. We can't plug it. She's an at home baker. But they're amazing. But if you live in this area, like Cincinnati area, and you're looking for really good and I don't mean really good. I'm talking about really the good. best fucking cakes, cupcakes, cake pops, decorate, whatever you want bakery style wise. If you're looking for it, you need to check out, um, mm. hold Send on. Send us an email. Send us an email. We'll tell you. Hold on. Yeah. It's called, she's on Facebook. Stephanie's cupcake company. I'm not kidding. Try her out. She will make all this retrograde bullshit so much better. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. Um, be kind. Don't get killed. All that stuff. Don't kill anyone. Right? Correct. Tell him bye, Jacob Woof. He's passed out. Yep. All right. See ya later. Bye. Stop it. Bye. Hey, Say uh, say bye like Linda. Uh... God damn it. Bye. Bye. I'm oh a god. <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>